You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up? It's Ethan the Peterson in our makeshift studio. Back here, not the van, with the one, the only, the co-host, Darian Brooks. We're back. Alrighty. We are excited. Like we said, we're not in our van uh, makeshift studio. We're in the other makeshift studio. Yep. Spencer's office. Yep. Are we allowed to say his name on air? Thanks, Spencer. Thanks, Spence. Spencer the Menace. Yep. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yeah, he's he's one heck of a guy, as we say in the Midwest back home. Yep. Yep. Well, we just had the most amazing dinner of some lemon pasta, because it's pasta night every Friday, and so we're both probably in food comas right now, and very tired. Oh my gosh, I'm just wiped from the week, and then we just got done doing evangelism for like two hours, Yeah, the hot sun before we came out here. Yep, it's Friday night, if anybody, and y'all didn't know that, but it's Friday night, <laughs> we usually record on Wednesday night, but we just had so much to do this week that we switched to Friday night. Yeah, it's yeah. a... It's been a week. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, week. a good week. It's been productive. Yeah. But it, it's been it's a been rewarding a long week. Yeah, it's, I'm ready for the weekend. Ready for Sabbath tomorrow when you guys listen to this or when at least when it comes out. Yep. And yeah. So, well, this week, dude, as you know, I think I said this last week that I gave up coffee last week. Yeah. From Sunday to was Saturday. Last week or the week before that? What? Was it last week or the week before that? Um, well, it was. I don't think it was last week. It was the last podcast I was coming off of it when it was released. So last Wednesday when we recorded, I was in the middle of it. Oh, okay. I was not having it. Yeah. Um, but I, get, I had coffee Saturday night because we played Risk, and I knew I, I was going to need to stay up. Right. So I had it. But from Monday morning to Saturday night, no coffee. I wanted to see how I felt, make sure I wasn't addicted, because it's a biblical thing that things shouldn't have you, yep. and only God should. So you know how to take a personal inventory of my life to see if I was addicted and any substances where I was dependent on. Turns out I'm not addicted because I had a great week. I slept amazing. I was active and awake the whole time. And what's weird is when I started drinking coffee again, I couldn't sleep. First two nights, I was like, had the hardest time sleeping. You didn't have any withdrawals or anything? No. I was I was feeling on top of the world. Nice. And then I got back on coffee. That's really unusual. Yeah. It's not what happens it's like the opposite. It's like withdrawals happened when I got back on it. And I was like, what is happening? Because I couldn't sleep. And I was like, is this a spiritual tech? Why can I not sleep? And then yeah. I realized I've been having coffee again. Yeah. And so I'm going to go back on Sunday. I'm going to have coffee. But Monday to Saturday, I'm going to go another week without it. And wow. just to see how I feel. And who knows? Maybe I'll just drop coffee altogether. Cool. Which kind of is so backwards from who I am. because I You won't be a hipster anymore, dude. I know. I'll be like a normal... You can have your French press and all the special stuff you I know. have. I know. I know. I've bought... I spent so much money in coffee. Wow, look at that. And... I can bust other people with that money. It might be coming to an end. Pretty uh, I, like, I want to own a coffee shop, though. So, like, that's... Hey, don't get high on your own supply, so it's Yeah, fine. there you go. <laughs> I learned today that uh, hangovers is just your body being... Like, going through withdrawals of not having alcohol. Because you had so much alcohol. Really? It's like wow. A that could be wrong, but that's what I heard. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's what I'm assuming it is. Because like, I, I heard it from a reputable source who's never told anything wrong before. So Jesus? I guess. No. So I guess that's. I hope that's right. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, wow, you have so much alcohol like the night before that like your body in the morning is like, ah, 
I just need more. Oh my gosh. So the, so we figure it out. If you want to cure your alcohol. Or, no, it's not drinking. Yeah, you want to cure your hangover, drink more. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're in rehab, you don't blame us because that's, yeah. that's your bad choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get drunk. Yeah. That's sin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like coffee. What? Yeah. You call yeah. coffee say yeah. a sin? Just say yeah. I'm not saying yeah. <laughs> Never will I admit that drinking coffee is a sin. Unless you're addicted. That's why I had to stop. Yep. Addiction is a sin. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. Coffee is an addiction. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> He's just doing everything he can to make coffee is bad. Let's, okay, how, out of the people you know that drink coffee, how many of them are addicted? I'm not trying know. to prove a point. I'm just saying, like, generally. I don't know. I don't. I would say. I would say over a concerning amount. Yeah, I would say over seventy percent. Probably. Yeah. But that's their sin, not mine. I gotta worry about me. I know. I'm just saying. Like that's why I was like, shoot, concerning. I realized I had been up to like four cups a day, and I was like, I gotta stop this cold turkey. Yeah. No problems. Like I probably operated better. Like my mind was like I was in more peace. And I wasn't like I think my because I think the caffeine like high caused a little bit more anxiety and like. Just because, like, I have so much energy, but I sit in a classroom and just don't do anything. So it's kind of like when I had five-hour energy, and I was just like, ah, and I couldn't do anything. That's cool. Yep. But, yeah, so we got a packed show tonight. Let's go. So we're, like, what, five minutes in? Let's move on to culture. We got quite a few things for culture. Yeah, here's what's going on in our lives. Yeah, we don't matter. Skip it. Skip it. Let's go to culture. Our followers only want the culture and the main. They don't want to know about my caffeine addiction. It's probably the opposite. They probably don't care at all about the culture. It's probably like what's going on in our lives and then the main topic. Yeah, they're like, why are you reporting on this? I see CNN just like you do. We don't report on CNN all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I get stuff on there. Um, nope. But is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on to culture? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Best part of your week? Worst part of your week? Do you need to see a counselor? Yes, always. Open your heart up on the show to the internet. I always need to see a counselor. <laughs> Everybody always needs to see a counselor. I've heard that said before. Someone's like, I think everyone should see a therapist. I say that all the time. Yeah. I haven't seen a therapist. Yeah, probably need to. Probably. Yep. I'm just way too lazy. Yep. It's not good. It's all right. Anyways. Hey, we chilling. We can move on. We chilling. Ain't nobody need a counselor. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to some culture. All right, so first up on culture, a study was done this week, or I don't know when it was done, but it came out this week, that less than half of professing evangelical Christians are now pro-life. That's crazy. Who was that study by? A Christian ministry that helps with, like, young women with pregnancies. They took a poll over, like... Oh, interesting. I think they interviewed, like, a thousand some people, which isn't, like, a big margin. You should probably do, like, That's not a great sample group. Yeah. And I'm not... I just briefly skimmed through the stats, but I thought it was interesting. It was concerning because that's the main headline that's... Do you know where it was from? Like which websites? No, no, no. Where like the ministry is based out of? No. They're like a... They just help with women. It's just important because like if it's out of California, that's not going to be like the best. We can look it up real quick. Yeah. We can type it up. Go to it really fast. All right. So you just keep talking to to bypass the I mean, if that's If that's true, (laughs) like if 50% don't think that's a thing, then that just means people aren't reading the Bible and people just don't understand... Well, that's why I said professing um, evangelicals because people who call themselves evangelicals yeah. might not actually be evangelical. That's true. I mean, I feel like if you know what evangelical is, you are one. I think you'd have yeah. to, if you knew what that was, you'd have to like be a little bit more engaged in what you believe. 
Yeah, it's who looks up what evangelical means. Like you kind of know, like loosely, but unless you're yeah. like really into like believing in God, like I feel like you wouldn't care. Like what, yeah, like, the what difference between being Christian and evangelical? Sure. I'm yeah, what is that? It's not like Christmas Eve stuff. <laughs> so this is the post I read it's from ChristianPost.com, and it says something. Where does it say the whole? It should um, say at the very top who it's by. Only a quarter of evangelicals. Virginia. Okay. Virginia. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's interesting. Wow. But yeah. What do you think about that? That's really strange. It's concerning. Yeah. Um, I wish they had a larger sample size because I definitely am not going to take that as this word, like just because of how small the sample size is. But it's definitely concerning for Virginia that half of the professing like more than evangelical that. Christians, yeah, in Virginia, think, think abortion's fine. Well, I don't know if they think it's fine. It's more like that it should be legalized. Which, if you make it legal, you're affirming it. Yeah, but how many how many of those people are, like, libertarians that just think, like, you should legalize everything? Like you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, how many of those people are like that? I don't think, like, what, maybe two of right. a thousand? Like, right. not a lot of them. Yeah, so it's definitely scary, that, like, seeing that, because it's just, like, how can you ever legalize murder. Blatant, blatant murder? Yeah. Like, I think uh, we had, so we had um, the dean of Christian... College in YWAM Kona mm-hmm. come over and speak in our school. His name is Danny Lehman. And he legend. was legend, absolute Shout legend. Out. He like he led this space for like 20 years. Yeah. I'm 23. That's I, literally, he walked up on stage yesterday and I leaned over to Madison. I was like, I want to be him when I'm older. Right? I was thinking like him or Steve Gregg are like my role models. Yeah. Like, they just quote the Bible like that. They know apologetics. Freaking Danny Lehman's like probably in his 60s or 70s still is just as relevant in understanding culture as like anyone like yeah because he talks to young people all the time he loves evangelism he just yeah. always engage in conversation but he was saying in new york that they put the abortion up until like birth basically like if the baby's yep. on the table you decide yep. i want to kill it yep that's terrible. even if like if you have the baby and and you were deciding to abort it like you want to abort it but you accidentally had it they can still kill it after it comes out yeah because you yeah. decided previously you wanted to kill it that's evil it's crazy it's absolutely evil yep so that happened. That's really bad. This is why we need, and this is what Danny Lehman said. He didn't said we need revival. I don't even think, I would probably say reformation. Because revival is like more temporary and like sporadic. And like mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit like gives a portion of who, like of his presence, like in the special way to a certain people group. Yeah. To get to like, and it's instant, usually or a short amount of time. But reformation is like restructuring our thinking around the Bible. Mm-hmm. We just need a revaluing of the Bible itself. Because people just go to church and listen to what the pastor says. They don't read the Bible. That's true. Like, I'll literally stop going to church. Just start reading the Bible. Like, if you Mm -hmm. could do either of those things, I would ask you to stop going to church and start reading the Bible. I talked to a guy today who was at University of Hawaii. And he was like, yeah, I grew up Christian. He's a solid guy. Loves Jesus. He was like, man, I love God so much. He's like, I'm always in, like, prayer and talking to him. Yeah. Super solid dude. Was studying philosophy and political science. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, his, his name's also Ethan. Um, but he he was super cool. But he's like, yeah, like, I just didn't like a lot of things I was seeing in church. I didn't think it was like good, like the things that he was hearing, like or like. And he was talking about stuff that, like was extra biblical, more opinionated things. Right. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, like that's a problem. Like, right. When he, the idea, like we, this the example, like, oh, Christians and alcohol, like, oh, Christians should never have alcohol ever. Yeah. I was like, eh, that's not that's an opinion. That's, that's not an opinion. That's not biblical. Biblical. Yeah. If he's read the Bible, you'd know. Yeah, but that's the thing. People don't. So yeah, the Bible. we need to. Revalue. That's why I really like that YWAM has the Biblical Core course or the School of Biblical Studies yeah. because these are being pioneered all over the world and like bringing the value of the Bible back to the world. Yep. So super awesome stuff. 
But yeah, anyways, moving on from that. And to clarify my oh. statement, you shouldn't stop going to church. You should. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you had to choose one of those things, whether it was like church or reading the Bible, I would ask you to read the Bible. All our listeners are going to be like, sick, I'm not going to church anymore. Mom, I'm not going to church. I'm not going to church, Mom. <laughs> that's only if like your church doesn't read the Bible. But yeah, still, you but you would you only should. know that if you read your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so read your Bible so you know what you're being told. Yes. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay. So second, um, Francis Chan is moving to either Hong Kong or Myanmar. Mm, your boy. Di- different, uh, different sources are saying different things mm-hmm. about where I didn't. This is the one I actually didn't do a ton of research on. I was hoping to get around to it, but yeah, I wasn't able to with all our busy schedule and whatnot. It just slipped out of my mind. But that's super exciting. The fact that he's going to the mission. Right. Into the unreached of all places. Yeah. I figured he had to be going somewhere like that. He's by far my favorite like speaker person who just teaches. Yeah. And it's so cool to see like all the transformations that's happened in his life and just his heart and all that kind of stuff. And then he started working with YWAM and mm-hmm. teaching in YWAM. Yeah, he started like a that. school. Yeah, started a school. School revival. And I was like, wow, if he's going from that to like speaking in YWAM... Like, he's definitely, like, headed towards more mission stuff. Yeah. Now he's moving overseas. Absolutely. And it's Myanmar like, absolutely needs it, too. Oh, my gosh. Freaking murdering people left and right. Yeah, we went there for, what, like, 16 hours one time? It was dark. <laughs> spent, the, spent the night there? 24 hours? Nearly 24 hours. Yeah. We were there, and we wanted to go to the night market, but the people with us were like, that's dangerous, we don't want to go. And we're like, we, we went to a night market. Yeah, but not the Myanmar one. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, no, we did. It was just, like, it was closing, and they wanted to leave, so we left. Yeah, but it was it's definitely dangerous. Like they've been in civil war for what decades now? Like just always like different. I don't know if it's even called a civil war. It's just a genocide. Have you read Kings, like First and Second Kings? About yeah, I know you course. have, but like you know how it's like one king rises up and then kills this king. Yeah. And, like it's yeah. kind of what I feel like Myanmar is in right now. Like different people groups are rising up and killing others and like whatnot. And, like the Burmese people group are like, I think they're oppressing everyone else or something like that. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily like kings. I think it's oh. just that the Burmese people and like the government are just killing everybody that's not Buddhist. Is that what's going on? I'm so like yeah, they're they're doing like a spiritual cleansing and also an ethnic cleansing because they just want to be like the main people group. Because there's that whole conflict between like the Burmese people and it being called Burma, and then they change it to Myanmar and everybody's pissed off and they start killing everybody. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. they they're driving all like the Muslims out of the nation and then a lot of other smaller people groups like the people group we work with in uh, Thailand. Yeah, Thailand. 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 Yeah. Kind of one of those days again where we're just going <laughs> to... Tribulations. Tribulations. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes that makes more. So they're just kind of killing everybody. Like, remember when we talked about uh, the satellite images of Myanmar? No. Oh, well, basically, there are these, <laughs> there are these pictures that. where you can look one day and there's, like, a city. Like, just, just a normal city. And the next day, it's just dirt. Whoa. Like they literally go in, like shoot everybody and burn down everything, and then just bulldoze all of it and just cover it with dirt. So it's like they were never there. That's so messed up. Yep. So imagine just like a little people group of like a couple hundred people are living on the outskirts of a city, and you don't like them because they're not your people group and they don't have the same belief as you. So you just go kill all of them and then bulldoze their houses. That sounds like like my rouge almost. Like that's what they're doing. Yeah. And you can see like the satellite imagery of like day one, and then like a couple days later, it's just gone. Completely. It's crazy. Man, that's evil. Yeah. It's happening all the time. There's uh, the Rwandan people group is like the main one that's Muslim there that's been... The being... Rwanda, there's Rwandan people there? Yeah, I think that's the name. Like Rwandan. from Africa? No, it's, it's spelled differently. Oh, um, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Rwandan. You might want to Google that one really fast. Um, main people group in Myanmar? No, it's not the main people group, that's but the it's, the, it's the main Muslim 
uh, people group that's in me and Marlon's being driven out. But they had somewhere like a uh, hundred. Oh, we prayed about it this morning. It was 1.5 million people or something like that a couple years ago, and now they only have 400,000 of them in there. Just from them fleeing the country or being like wiped out. Like they've killed so many people. Rohingya? Rohingya, yeah. yeah, yeah. Number one in Rohingya. Okay. Yeah, that people group. Whoa. Rohingyan. Crazy, yeah? Yeah, that's terrible. Yep. That's, that's why it was felt so like heavy and dark when we were there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we had some weird spiritual things happen over there. Yeah, we had dreams. People on our team were doing dreams. Like, we had this... Nina had a dream of that spider. I thought that was a vision when she was praying. Was that a dream? Oh, okay. Maybe it was a vision. Either way, it was super cool. She had some dream or vision of this like spider that was attacking and this other stuff. I don't remember exactly. It was like a spider in a cave and there was like yeah, a yeah. thousand demons in there or yeah. something like that. And we were like, wow, that's really specific and weird. So, And we had just gotten to Myanmar. We were in our uh, like hostel hotel. And so we, we just Googled, did a quick Google search, like Myanmar, the city spider. we were in, spider cave. And literally like, the city we were in. I think was, it was more inland at though. I don't know if it was a city. It was very close. Yeah, we could have driven there. Yeah. Um, There was this giant, like, cave that had, like, this giant spider statue. Yeah, and tons of different little, like, gods, like, golden statues of gods. Like, we looked at pictures of it, like, thousands of golden gods, like, all around, like, lining the walls of the cave. And it was, like, the spider spirit. And we're just like, yeah, no We had no idea. We'd never done any of this research. We We didn't know anything about Myanmar. And we just wanted to pray. We're like, we're there. We're representatives of the kingdom of God. We should probably pray and, yeah. and do some spiritual warfare. It's pretty cool. And so the Holy Spirit showed us, and it was insane. It was heavy, though. Like, you could you could feel, like, the the backlash from the prayer. Like, yeah. they were not happy we were there. Nope. That was that was probably one of the most spiritual... Dark places. Like, well, that whole outreach was very spiritual. Like, we had a bunch yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. Like, the three dreams Nina had about the vision, and then, like... Oh, yeah, it was a lot. House. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot. It was a lot. It was crazy. Very cool. Yep, marriage is hard, y'all, spiritually. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's why you got. Enemy doesn't really like that you're there. Yeah, I mean, who does? You're like, well, what, what, what enemy would? Yeah. You go into his area and you say, yeah, this is ours now, and he like, knows he lost, no. and he's just like, oh, well, I'm gonna do whatever I can to attack you. Yeah, and that's why. That's why if you're ever in doing ministry, guys, like, or whatever you're doing for the kingdom, you got to make sure your team has unity because that's a number, That's a great way the devil likes to attack. Attack, right? Like he likes to cause a divide and, and whatnot. So if you're ever like facing problems of unity, you gotta like yeah. think like, okay, this is a spiritual attack probably, like on mm-hmm. our character or like trying to get us to hate each other. So we need to like come together as a team and, and deal with this. Yeah. Well, God on Francis Chan for going to the nations. Though. Yeah, good That's on that guy. Cool. Way to take charge. And, like, I wonder like, if he's gonna have like a sermon and come out and talk about it or something like that. I think, I should watch, I should look into it more, but yeah, he probably know what happened. He talked about like, the people of God being the people of God, and then he got to why we haven't heard of do first, then teach. And he's like, oh, I got to do first. Yep. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to go be a missionary. Go be a missionary. He should become a DTS student. Nope. <laughs> Dude started a I think I think there should be some amount of like, you know how we're talking about that guy who, Steve Gregg, who just got an honorary like, Degree, honorary doctorate. Doctorate, yeah. Divinity. I feel like we should definitely do that at YWAM. Like, if someone comes in as a pastor, like you shouldn't have to go through DTS because oh, no, yeah. DTS was created for the people who didn't know a lot to know like more than they do the foundations, so that they could go and be effective. Right, missions. it's to build the foundation. But so you're a foundation there should though. be some kind of like test where you can like test out of it or something like that, like a physical and a practical. <laughs> and, a sp- and then the leaders will pray. Yeah, and then you can, like <laughs> test out of it to like you don't have to do the six month school, but like you can go on to do a different school and then be sent out by YWAM. You know yeah, what I mean? That- I mean, I'm sure something you could probably. It makes sense. Somewhere. Yeah, because like freaking uh, what's his name, Francis Chan started the 
school. It's not they don't call it school of, but it's the Foundations for Revival and Reformation in Kona. Yeah, he started. He was, he was a school leader, yep. and he never did a DTS. Yep, but he's Francis Chan, so no one's gonna stop him. <laughs> hey, you can't do that. Hey. And he would actually, if someone said that, he'd probably be like, oh, I'll do, okay, I'll just do DTS yeah, then. That's how he'd be so like, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. And they'd be like, no, we're just kidding, dude. We need you help. <laughs> like, no, please stop. Like, you're like saying, like, we should have a, like, a school or, or something you can test out of. I had a student, I think I talked about it before, the dude spoke Greek, and, or no, read Greek and Hebrew, or was working on learning Greek, but he read Hebrew. Yeah. And planted a church and spoke regularly at this church, even though he didn't claim himself to be a pastor. He started he's a pastor. it and spoke. Yeah, he's a pastor. Yeah. But he said, he's like, he just came to, why don't I do DTS? And I was like, dude, because he was like, he's like, I don't know if I should be here, if this is the right move. I think this is like more of like, I don't know if this is actually God's will for me and I'm having a hard time here. And I was like, bro, I'm not going to tell you that God told you to be here. You could be teaching one of these weeks. Yeah. Like you could be talking about church planning to us. Like, yeah, you've done it. Yeah. So he prayed and he's like, yeah, it's, it's, he's like definitely not like the time for me or I don't know if like God wants me here. So he left early to a super good relationship. Like. Dude, and his church worked with YWAM. Like, yeah. he's, his, he's hosted teams before. That's all fine. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do DTS. I'm like, why, dude? You should be teaching us. Dude, that's not me, bro. <laughs> like, if I ever pioneer SOME, I'll, I could call him like, hey, bro, you want to come talk about, like, biblical worldview? Yeah. And, like, he would totally be able to kill it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So he could, that's like, that'd be, in his case, like, really good. You know who I'd have come speak if I ever, like, started a school or when we start a school? Hopefully who? that's going to happen. Yeah. Sam, the pastor of that Calvary Chapel. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah oh, dude. what a guy. Heck yeah, dude. So, okay, we got we to gotta set up the lineup because yeah. there's a low-key. Shout out Sam. And Yetimia. Yep, and Yosemite. And Finland. <laughs> We're just giving all of these guys away. <laughs> and then I would probably get, there's a guy in California I listen to on YouTube. I don't know if he'd be able to do that because he's a pastor and full-time YouTuber. But his name's Mike Winger. And he's just solid, solid dude. I think you talked about him because I've heard that name before. Yeah, I, like I'm like a big fan of him. I watch him all the time. He handles topics like really big. He exegetes the Bible incredibly. That's awesome. He's full of grace. Exegesis like, is very important. Yeah. And it's not, we should talk about exegesis on Jesus one day. Really, we should. <laughs> but that title would get no views. <laughs> like, what does this mean? We have to trick people into listening to that <laughs> Terms you've never heard before. <laughs> but are important. Yeah, how to so. sound smart? <laughs> Yo, we have a whole episode on like how to sound smart. As a yeah, Christian. we could call it theology for dummies or something like that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Because there's all these big words that don't actually like. That's not like, a bad title, theology for dummies. Yeah, like complementarianism, like we talked about like two weeks ago. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just men and women have different roles. Yeah, <laughs> or the what's the what do you call it? Hypostatic union. Egalitarian. Oh yeah, hypostatic union. Eagle tail. Eagle. What? Egalitarianism. That sounds like something from Parks and Rec. It's the opposite of complementarianism. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that because it sounds too smart for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. All right, so next one in culture. Disney Plus. Disney Plus came out. Bah, 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 bah. Mandalorian. We're going to go watch it right after. Well, we want to watch it right after this at yeah. some point soon. We're going to finish this podcast, edit it, schedule it to post. Go have and some figure fun. out how we're going to watch this. Yep. Because our friend is having a guy's night because his wife's kicking him out of the house. Yep. So we're hanging out. We're having a guy's night with our friend who's got kicked out of his house by his wife who's having a girl's night. Yeah. Yeah. So, Force Guys Day. Yay! <laughs> but Mandalorian, I'm excited for. For those I, of you who don't know what that is, uh, like Boba Fett, Jango Fett, they were both Mandalorians. Star Wars. It's Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yes. They basically just got cloned over and over because they had good genetics and that's who all like the clone troopers are and stuff like that. 
and who Boba Fett and Jango Fett are, and they're making a show about them. Heck yeah. And their race, which is just one guy. But Heck one yeah. What yeah. was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I got it for free. Really? How? Yeah. Disney Verizon Plus? Unlimited. So if you have a Verizon Unlimited plan, they cover Disney Plus for the first year. Whoa. And so... There you go. I texted my mom when I found out. I was like, hey, mom, we got Verizon Unlimited, and she works for Comcast, which is partners with Verizon, Oh. so we don't pay as much. So nice. she's like, yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's right. I think we don't pay as much. But she's like, yeah, we do. I was like, sick, I'm going to set this up. And she's like, I don't want to pay anything. I was like, it's fine. Just cancel it in a year. I don't care. That's cool. It's like, at that point, maybe she'll just stop caring because it'll be $7. And who cares? Yeah, that's but awesome. yeah, so I got free for the next year. I'm about to be downloading movies for airplane rides, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna download things for when I'm in Cambodia because I don't know what how it's gonna stream over there. Yeah, but bro, Marvel, all access to all Marvel movies. When does that Marvel show come out? I don't know. Okay, which one? Aren't they coming out with just like a show where like Captain America is gonna be in it every once in a while and stuff like that? Is it gonna add on to the movies, kind of? I Just think on so. Disney Plus? I think they want it. So I know the um, Agents of Shield ties in with the Marvel Universe, but right. I'm really very behind on that, so I don't care about that. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. Um, they're doing something where I saw Tony Stark might come back and reprise his role just for some. So it might be in the past. It has to be in the past. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I know they have. Does it have to be in the past? Well, he's dead. Well, Spoiler Alternate Universes. Alternate Universe. There you go. I'd be mad if they started over. I'd be like, Just bro, X-Men what a cop out. What a <laughs> cop out. Yeah. Um, but actually, what's his name? Hugh Jackman said he'd come back to do Wolverine if Disney got the rights to X-Men, which they did. Hmm. So we're hopeful for, for Hugh Jackman coming back. And um, what was that? Oh, they got um, a horror movie coming out. The first Marvel horror movie is going to be Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. Really? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, what's his name? The guy. Uh, or uh, Cumberpatch. Benedict Cumberpatch could never do a horror movie. He's a great actor. He just, no, but he's way too serious to do a horror movie. Oh, well, I think it's going to have to be deal with, like... See, I'm concerned. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this one, because I know it's going to be overtly all witchcraft. Yeah. Because he's a sorcerer, and she's a witch. Uh-oh. Scarlet Witch is her name. Not watching that movie. So I'm like, oh, this might be, like, a bunch of, like, subliminal, like, actually, like, mind-controlling witchcraft stuff that I don't want to subject myself to. Yeah. Because I'm a conspirator, and I think that everything's out for me. Yeah. And other people are going to be like, oh, I don't care, I'm going to watch it. I'm like, ah, I want to, but I have to pray about it and see how my conviction stands. I'll definitely pray about that one. Yeah. For sure. And it's also a horror movie, so I also don't want to necessarily subject myself to that. Yeah. That's weird. I'm really excited that, like, Disney Plus is coming out, though. But yeah, we got, like, out. oh, man, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Everything's Sweet, on there. It's Sweet crazy. Life on Deck. Yeah. What Great else? Shows. That's all I really care about. There's lots of stuff. You know what I do miss that's not Disney? SpongeBob. But Netflix might make... Um, uh, a live action adaptation. SpongeBob? Nope. <laughs> just a sponge. <laughs> it's starfish. So They're just like puppets. So uncomfortable <laughs> the whole time. I would. It's a uh, Avatar: Last Airbender. Oh. Netflix is trying to do that. You know. Did you ever watch it? You know that live action is gonna be terrible. No, the live action movie sucked because. Name to me one live action thing that's ever been good. What? You can't. What do you mean? One live action thing, one live action adaptation of an anime that's ever been good. I don't watch the only thing. That's the only anime I've ever watched. So I don't know. Well, wasn't that movie with Scarlett Johansson an no, no, anime no. adaptation where she was like that and robot? It wasn't good. I never saw it. So like, yeah, no one else did either. It wasn't good. <laughs> so, yeah, no one did, dude. It sucked. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's I just know it was bad. 
Because it was, it was an anime adaptation. They're never as good as the actual animes. Bro, I don't care. I'm going to watch it. Because everybody it. judges it so hard based off of the I anime, won't. and it can't live up to the standards. Well, that's because animes... I don't like anime. One, so... No, well, we just lost most of our viewers, so... <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm done! I'm done! That was where I draw the line. We're gonna have like a... You say God hates people, wasn't enough. <laughs> Hating on anime, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> what if one day we're going to have, like... Because I'm team iPhone, you're team Android, I'm against anime, you're pro-anime. When we get, like, a lot more viewers, which we love you guys, share it. Like, I wonder yeah. if there's already a divide, like, people who side with us... Versus people who said, or people who said me versus people. Me. Yeah. yeah, we already had one of our one of our listeners like d- DM'd us and was like Android over iPhone. And yeah, I was like, yeah, this freaking guy. Android strong. <laughs> so that'd be really fun. We should. I want to find ways to interact with you guys. Guys, reach we'll out to a, us. A live chat or something like that. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we gotta like live stream. Get merch that says like. We could live stream podcast. Honestly. That's what we had. We're probably gonna do that when we go YouTube. Yeah. In the next couple of months, we're going to try to figure out YouTube so we can go do it across, like in different countries. Yeah, because we're leaving in two weeks. Yep, two three, weeks. Three weeks. I should get my money in. Yeah. I need to buy a plane ticket. Yep. But this one's a one-way, so. Uh-oh. Never come back. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Ten months, bro. I'm going to come back and do the intro all on Kamai. I was like, what just happened? Thanks. I don't know. Show me to Susadai. That's just Hello. Nice. I'll say a bunch of random things and no one's gonna Nice. <laughs> no one's gonna challenge me. I'll just live in another country too. Yeah, come out. Come do BCC. Maybe. Hear that Spencer? Derry's leaving. <laughs> Don't ask him to do another school. Derry's probably not leaving. He's gonna leave because I'm gonna make you. No. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna make you, but I will. Okay, anyways, moving on from Disney Plus coming out. Guess who else came out? No one. That's not, not. not as gay? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> You? What? <laughs> no, I was just gonna psych up the crowd like, oh, someone came out. Of this. No, no, I don't. I don't know. Um, okay. But what's that? Okay. Okay. I did see someone a couple weeks ago though. This is not on our list, but this guy named Joshua Harris. He was a Christian author that wrote a book about why he is called Why I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Wait, you saw it a couple weeks ago? No, I saw it this last week, but it, it happened. happened so long ago. You just saw it too? Yeah. We should have talked about that. It was a that. huge deal. Yeah, we should have talked about that. It was before our podcast oh, even started. I didn't even hear about this until like I was on I was watching something on YouTube and this thing happened. I was like, wait, oh no, Danny Lehman brought it up. And oh, I was really? like, what happened? And I looked it up, I was like, yo, this dude did that. We might have actually talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe you did. I, Anyways, oh. explain who Joshua Harris is. Joshua Harris, to my knowledge, is a Christian author who was like a youth pastor or whatever, best-selling author about marriage and dating and a cult in our in our post-Christian culture for Christians. Yeah. And gave advice of like why he stopped doing the conventional dating to get married. And then... He started the whole revolution where he basically brought like a lot of like more conservative values, I guess, to dating, which a lot of people weren't a fan of, but a lot of people were a fan of. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying, like, dating isn't biblical, but, like, courting is, so, like, you should only court someone and stuff like that. It was very controversial. So a lot of people had loved it or hated it. It was very interesting. Yeah. And very polarizing. And so he wrote that book, like, 20 years ago or something like that. It was maybe 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. But uh, he, he came out maybe two years ago or something and said that, he didn't believe what was in that book anymore. He, he thinks dating is fine and that courting was like not the only way and like just kind of Rebut- backtrack a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. That's like, I also agree with that statement. Um, yeah, I, think, I also think you were wrong at one point. 
And so we're like, okay, cool. Like he he backtracked. Like I didn't necessarily agree with him. I think he had a lot of good things to say in the book, but that he, he wasn't. It? Yeah, but that he wasn't like right on. You know what I mean? Right. With all of it, but it's my opinion. Um, and then he came out last, uh, maybe two or three months ago or something like that, and just said he didn't believe in God anymore. Yeah, I think he divorced his wife too. He did. Yep. It's like really sad. It was crazy. I saw that and I was like, man, and then we're talking about John and Chris. I was like, bro, we should get some good news in the culture. That's why I was like, Disney Plus coming out. <laughs> but yeah, that's just something I came across. I was like, wow, that would have been convenient to talk about at some point. Yeah. Happens but, to a lot of people. Yeah, it's really sad. This is why we need a love for the Bible, I think. Yep. We don't. I don't know how his biblical world, his life was, but... I'm assuming if he I was mean, consistent in it. All of the like things he listed as reasons for not being a Christian anymore, I could easily answer for him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why we had a podcast. Yep. <laughs> I think we talked about this earlier, about some worship leaders falling away, mm-hmm. um, like on one of the first episodes. Yeah. Like, all the answers that they, or all the questions that they pose, like, I'm falling away, or I'm I'm not believing God anymore because of this, this, and this thing, and I always do like a an Instagram or Twitter post or something, it's always like, how could a, like, a good God create like evil in the world and stuff like that? Like, yeah. my, my friend, like, could not someone have answered that for you at your church? Like, does really no or one know the answer to that? Did you not YouTubed it? Yeah, it's not it hard. So, it's really it's, easy. And then I just wonder, like, okay, are you just, you're probably just being lazy then. Like, then I think... It's just an excuse. Yeah, do you really love God? Like, did you really love God? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm never going to be able to know that because you can't know anyone's heart, mm-hmm. like, 100%. But it's like, my guy, like, what happened? It's, it's not a hard question to answer. Like, yeah. 14-year-olds can answer you that question yeah. if they're educated enough. Yeah. And it's just, I don't get it, but, you know, we can pray for them. Yeah, it's definitely more of a heart issue, I think. And then the question allows them to follow through on it a little more. Yeah. In my opinion. It's kind of like revealing what's already there. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then finally wrapping up culture. Man, this one. I saw this today, so this is fresh off the press. I was upset. Uh, I saw it on someone's Facebook shared it, and I was like, what? Looked it up, and I was like, oh my gosh, no way. So, Paula White is a female minister that had... Paula? Got, you say Paula or Paula? Paula. Okay, Paula. Yeah, Paula White. So... I don't know who that is. I didn't know who it was either, but she became... I first heard her when... What's his name? John MacArthur. Uh, Todd White's wife? No. Paula White? No. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> what? No, so John MacArthur, the extremely Calvinist minister yeah. and reformed doctrine guy. This is what the whole Facebook debate was the about. The guy everybody loves to hate now. Yeah. yeah. So he called her, what do you call her? Like, I don't know. Oh, like, I guess he was at a panel with other ministers and hmm. this per like a guy who asked him questions said, okay, I'm going to say a name. You say the first thing that goes, uh, comes to your mind. He said he was going to say a name? Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to say something. Huh. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. He did this, like the, the interviewer did this to each person on the panel. Okay. And so he says, Paula White. And John McCarthy says, go home. And basically it was like, women can't preach. You can't serve in the church. You can't, or you can't be a pastor. You can't, and it starts Whoa. bashing. That's why all the controversy happened the other week with some people that we know on Instagram or on Facebook. And yeah. Like, I got like a hundred comments on like Facebook war. Right, right, right. right. And so she, it was because like her name was in the spotlight for that question. Mm. Anyway, so she, I think, is like the head of Trump's um, religious or spiritual really? like, oh, administration. That's I think. Yeah. But she came out and she said, <laughs> I guess in a newsletter, the, the, the news article basically said Paula White telling listeners or fans or, fo- or followers to sent her $229 in order to see a prophetic breakthrough. 
Wait, like if they send her money, then she will like give them prophetic breakthrough or something like that? She yeah. So basically, I read it through it, and basically she's selling. I guess it comes out of I think they said First Chronicles twenty two nine is the mm-hmm. verse that talks about breakthrough. Maybe we can go check that out real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go. go okay, ahead. yeah, and. And so basically it was like, oh, like, we believe this November God wants to do miraculous breakthrough and prophetic breakthrough in your life. So we're doing this thing all November. God's going to break through. This is the time where, like, your giants are going to come down. And all that That's crazy stuff. And so she's like, that number... First Chronicles 22. Nine. Okay. What's it say? Uh, First Chronicles 22. Nine says, but a son will be born to you. And no, that's not the right verse. Okay, try <laughs> 229. Because Second Chronicles... Maybe try that. Wait, First Chronicles two twenty nine. Yeah, try that one, and then we'll try the Second Chronicles after that. Okay. But because it had to do with the verse that she got. Okay. And it talks about breakthrough happening and all that stuff, and so yeah. then she's like, "We believe numbers are prophetic, so we're going to charge it two hundred twenty nine dollars. And if you can't afford that, then there's a thirty one dollar, um, thirty one dollars, like spend it. You can also do that one because that's twenty two plus nine. And it's prophetic, and it was just like, okay, I'll, even if I was a, a follower of you, I would only pay for the thirty-one dollars. Yeah, like get out of here. But it's a it's a teaching series about how to see breakthrough in your life. So she's for two hundred and thirty dollars, you can buy a teaching series that's supposedly supposed to give you breakthrough over every area of your life. And apparently, she's a I'm assuming she's a prosperity gospel advocate, which I think she is, if I remember correctly, which we covered Not last confirmed. week. Not confirmed. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but you can probably you can almost take it to the bank. Yeah, you can like put it under your pillow. Yeah, but you can't take it to the bank. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure she's a prosperity preacher. And so when she says see breakthrough in every area of your life, I'm immediately thinking that she's thinking you're stopping poor, mm-hmm. you'll stop being sick, you're stopping, you'll immediately stop being depressed. Mm-hmm. You'll always be happy and chipper. You'll get that job you've always wanted. You'll get that girl you always wanted, that boy you always wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not true. And now you're making people spend so much. Like, how many thousands of thousands of people, maybe even millions of people are going to buy this? Mm-hmm. And she's just going to get incredibly rich off of it. I just Googled it, and a few different sources um, say she's been accused of some heretical teachings and that she is fairly widely known as a prosperity gospel preacher but a lot of these sites are also fairly uh, biased yeah yeah I've never listened to her sermon so I can't officially comment she's a televangelist as well okay so she is so you, you can pretty, pretty <laughs> much like assume if you're a televangelist that you're a prosperity oh, gospel oh so you're on TBN preacher. okay I got you uh, got you we, <laughs> we know what you're teaching got it. yeah yeah okay thank you <laughs> no so yeah it's I don't know I'm not gonna like go off the rails and like bash her and tell you not to get it I think mm. I don't think you need to spend $229 to get a teaching to see breakthrough. I think you just have to seek the Lord. Yeah. You know, and I think... So before we move on completely, because we're coming to the end of our culture, uh, I just want to go in a little bit to see, like, how would you, Derry, see breakthrough in your life without spending $229? So, listeners, get this. We're giving you a free deal. Here's the thing. The breakthrough you want in your life, you can see... And we're going to give it to you for free. The Paula White deal, mm-hmm. that's $229. We're going to save you months' rent. We're going to save you a portion of your month's rent, your groceries. My goodness, if your month's rent is only $300, let me know. Hey, bro, that's what your ours is right now. No, mine's more than that, dude. <laughs> it's like $350. It's not that yeah, much. Whatever. And that's going to go down to $221 I'm in Cambodia. But, <laughs> anyways, it's going to help. Like, we're going to help you save money. This is 
this is the Peterson and, and Derry deal, the Brooks and Ethan deal right here. Ready? This is free. So, And all we're asking you to do is share this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can get Breakthrough for free if you... If, if you uh, don't share this podcast, just go ahead and skip 10 minutes. Skip. <laughs> just go on the honor system. Yeah, yeah. Gentleman's rule. All right. Rule. All right, so Breakthrough. How do we get a Derry? Out. I and mean, define it. Define what we're going to see Breakthrough. This right is Impromptu. Now. And Impromptu... Yeah. I'm sorry, Impromptu. Um, not impromptu. I'm gonna stop saying the word impromptu <laughs> because, because this is I not scheduled. Speak. This is not yeah. scheduled. I didn't mean to say impromptu. I meant to say something else, a different word. But um, I meant to say breakthrough. A lot of those times, <laughs> I said impromptu. Okay. Breakthrough looks different, and it just depends what kind of area you're looking at breakthrough for. You know what I mean? Right. But I would say the thing that you get breakthrough from is Jesus. So the more of Jesus you have the more breakthrough you're probably going to get. So the more you seek him, the more he might give you breakthrough, right? Profound. And, yeah, and break, it, it's not hard, but I'm also not an expert, so I'm sure there's a lot more insightful stuff you could say. But I would say, if you want breakthrough, go to prayer. You know, the more time you're going to spend in prayer, the more breakthrough I think you're going to have. Jesus spent, Jesus, who, who's God, okay? God, Jesus, prayed to the Father all night long, sacrificed all of his sleep all night long, Luke 11, um, to pray about who he wanted his disciples to be, to affirm the disciples, right? The 12 disciples. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if, if God prayed for all night long, just about like the disciples, when God could have, the Father could have just told them, hey, like these 12 guys, like in like a couple seconds, you know? He sought him all night long for that um, breakthrough. So I would say two things. One, pursue God and what he wants for you and like what that breakthrough is, and then pursue him um, with like vigor and passion and. I don't want to say like labor after it, but like almost labor after yeah, that. Yeah, like hunger and thirst. Yeah, like if you really want that breakthrough, like labor after it. Um, but I would also say a lot of time people take a very like prosperity mindset on breakthrough, and it's like you can have any of the breakthrough you want. You just do like these things when that's not true. You think right. you think breakthrough is you getting what you want in this situation when that might not be what God even wants for your life, and your breakthrough is not what God's breakthrough is for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, it's so subjective. I don't know what the breakthrough is that like you want um, but I would say if it's going to be God's will you can go to God and talk to him about it and, and he'll bring it to you if it's his will yeah and that's a couple things that maybe are stopping you from getting the breakthrough that you perceive you need right like maybe you're like man I just really need a job right now yeah. and I'm not getting it I would first ask yourself maybe God is refusing to give you a job because are you idolizing money and yeah. then God wants to break you of that, so he's like forcing you to rely on him because he wants to meet your mm-hmm. needs, right? Or he just wants you to be faithful in the job you're at. Or maybe there's someone at your job right now that you need to be ministering to. That's why I put you in that job. Right. There's always like, there's so many avenues in like the situation that you're going. It's so situational. We can't tell you like, do these things, silver bullet, you're going to see breakthrough. Yeah. Except like surrender your life to Jesus and seek him seriously mm-hmm. and obey him for real. Yeah. And like, we're not going to promise that like your depression is going to be cured miraculously, although it could happen. Yeah. We're just saying like, you're going to. You're going to see God move. Yeah. Right? And that's what it's about. It's about knowing God and knowing the creator and seeing him be faithful, which he is. He has mm-hmm. to keep his promises. But it doesn't mean you're going to be rich. It doesn't yeah. mean... We talked about all that last podcast. All right. Here's another special free nugget of gold. Oh, wow. Right what a, what a deal. What ready? a deal. And let me just say, if you're not going to like, subscribe, and share, <laughs> you can just go ahead and skip for the next couple minutes. Skip. Right okay. Here. We don't even want you listening. <laughs> Gentleman's rule again. <laughs> skip. We're not going to do those things. Are you ready for this? If you do, if you follow this one step program right here, you, I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, you will see God's breakthrough in your life. All right, you'll get the will of God. Okay, are you ready? All you gotta do, simple, wake up early and pray for one hour. 
Just pray. Profound. That's all you gotta do. Amazing. It's not hard. I promise you, if you do that right now, if you wake up every morning early and you pray for one hour, not as your quiet time, but like just one hour on top of the quiet time you already have with studying the Bible and worshiping and stuff like that, you are gonna get God's heart and you're gonna understand what he wants yeah. to do with your life. Amen. And the thing that would be important with that is like to not make it a legalistic thing. Like don't condemn yourself if you miss the hour. Don't be upset if you don't hit exactly an hour, but like Spend intentional time in prayer for God. Yep. And like, if you don't want to start an hour, like, well, that's a lot. I don't even pray five minutes. Start at five minutes. Yeah. And then progressively increase and increase and increase. Mm-hmm. But like, the idea is like, seek God seriously, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get God's heart, and God's gonna move on your behalf for His will in your life. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, God is more concerned with you looking like Jesus than He is with your financial situation. Yep. Or your health, and He'll give you prop. Like, we don't. Like, He could very well give you a very successful life a very happy life but he's more intentional on your heart yeah and it's like that's even better like oh my gosh it's like i would much rather have a god who cares about my whole well-being and my character and my emotions and my and my like mental health Mm -hmm. rather than a god who's just going to give me money and and save solve your own problems yeah honestly i i don't think like i know you said like you could ramp it up over and over over time like in praying like first 10 minutes then 15 minutes next time 30 minutes next time you could totally do that for me, it didn't happen like that at all. It was just like a, I figured out what prayer was, and now I can pray for a long amount of time, and it's so easy for yeah. me. Like, God just showed me what it was, and I watched a couple sermons, I just learned about it, I'm like, wow, this is so easy. It's just me sitting in the presence and the majesty of God, and it's just like worship, when you feel God's presence come over you, and all of a sudden, you're in the throne room, and you're talking to God, and you see how majestic and how large he is, and you're just like undone by how amazing he is and over and over you're just telling him how holy he is and honestly i'll just sit there and say like the word holy for like 20 minutes sometimes just because i've been so much awe like yeah like you don't have how great god is it's like your english words or any words you have in the world don't do justice to the greatness of god like i had that in cambodia one time i was like almost i wasn't like weeping but i was a little bit tearing up just like oh my gosh like like god you're like unfathomable you're unsearchable like how great like that's what i think one of the old prophets said like how unsearchable are your ways like you are just so miraculously miraculous and powerful like Mm -hmm. we don't get it like you make yourself known and we understand you to the degree that you made yourself known but we can't like ever control you we can't tame you we can't trap you in a box and it's just and yeah. today i was thinking about the nearness of god and like the reality that he's like right now in this room he's like legitimately right here he's like yeah we're his co-host yep. you know and and we work for him and he's in the here he's in the room with you wherever you're listening to this and i was sitting out in front of the um housing shed by the tin mm-hmm. that means nothing for most of you guys but Darian knows what I'm talking place about. place in our base. Yeah. I was at this table, and I was just listening to some songs from the La La Land um, soundtrack because yeah. they're amazing jazz. Yeah. And I was you singing... You listen to worship, like music that's not worship music? Yeah, I listen to music that's not worship music. Bro, I pray to, I pray to God when I listen to DMX. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I don't do that. That's a little bit too far, I think. Um, but I was sitting there listening to this jazz, and like I had made a water balloon just for fun, and I was like... That's right. where you got that? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Just for fun. Just made a water balloon. Okay. I just found it, and I was like, I'm going to fill this up with water. I was, I was just holding it, and, like, had a cup of water there. I was drinking, and I, and I was dehydrated because I had been drinking coffee all day. Oh. Like, I think I had, like, two cups of water, and I kept getting dizzy. Like, I'd randomly get dizzy wow. during the day, doing Bible study in the middle of my, like, exhorting everyone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to pass out. Yeah. Anyways, off track. So I was sitting there, and I was thinking to myself, man, like, I'm here perceived to be alone, but I'm at a table with two chairs, and I'm in one of them, and there's a chair across from me, and no one's here. But... 
the Bible says that God's never going to leave me nor forsake me. I just realized, like, God's here with me. Like, his, yeah. like I was just, like, meditating on the closeness of God. I wasn't, like, necessarily in conversation, but I had that, like, mental and spiritual recognition that he was close. And I was like, yeah. even this, in a way, is prayer because I'm meditating on the nearness of God. Mm-hmm. And, like, it didn't look like on my hands and knees. It was like, Father, like, let your will be done. And it wasn't, like, verbal. It was just, like, recognizing, man, like, God's here. He's good. He's close. And he cares about me. Like, meditating on the nature and character of God while I was sitting looking at the mountains. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a good time. Yeah. And then some people walked up and talked to me. And I was kind of, like, low-key upset. I was like, oh. The intimacy is just yeah that's the like that's i feel like the breakthrough you can have with feeling like god is far away from you is when you realize he's literally everywhere and he has to be right next to you all the time it's so easy to feel close to him no matter what even if you never heard from him before you never even spoke to god before it's so easy to feel like he's right next to you yeah and it's like and it's not looking for a, a tangible physical like buzzing or feeling it's just like the recognition in my like oh my gosh like as real as the breath in my lungs is God is that close. Yeah. And I all I have to do is reach out to him and he's going to show up. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's going to be this profound, like, it might be a profound spiritual encounter. It can happen. But for most of us, it's just like this recognition, like, holy cow, God is real. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I am. And you're like, yeah, you are. And he's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to worship you. And he's like, awesome. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you and I'm going to comfort you. And I'm going to bless you and show you your purpose. And you're like... I don't deserve that, but I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Man, Holy Spirit is so good. It's a free gift. You want a free gift right there? That, that's it. And you know why we do it for free? Well, I meant from God. That was a free gift from God. That's a free gift from God. But yeah. I was going to say, well, the Bible says freely you receive, so freely give. There you go. So that's why we do this podcast for free. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> Terry's about to spot a bottle. <laughs> All right, so we're at 50 minutes right now. Let's move into our main topic and discuss the new age. Do it. That's what we're talking about right. today. Happy birthday. That's the new age surprise. Terry's birthday. My birthday. <laughs> I'm 24. <laughs> no, his birthday is not yet. Yep, it's later. Derry actually factually does not have a birthday. Like milk <laughs> doesn't have a birthday? No, I was just saying. And the creation of the world. Love you. No one knows your birthday, dude. Birth certificate's gone. Congrats. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw you for a loop make our listeners feel awkward. It worked. I feel happy. Good. I'm happy about it. All right. Let's talk about the new age. The new age movement. Let's do it. Okay. So overview. I'm just going to do just just foundations. We talked about it a little bit already. Yeah. Let's do some overview. Yeah. So when we move forward with this conversation, we want you to know the new age is insanely diverse in what they believe. There's not any set... Things that they will like document and say we Absolutely. believe this, this, and this. Yeah, it's kind. It's like essentially whatever feels good, do and with spirituality attached to it. Yeah. So it's not very like easy at all to narrow down in what it is. Yeah. So we're gonna do our best to explain to you what it is, how you can look out for it, what are some practices of the new age, yada yada yada, all that good stuff, and what the Bible says about these practices. So the basic thing is. So it started in the 70s, and then it really took off in the 80s. Yeah. And then it kind of died down in the 90s, and now you have the modern, what we have in our world is like a more modern New Age stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the practices themselves and a lot of the different New Age like practices have been going on forever. Yeah. Or not forever, but like 
a lot of them, a lot of them Thousands come. Of years. Yeah, a lot of them come from Buddhism, Hinduism, revamping of a lot of occult stuff. Yeah, um, like a taking from a lot of different kinds of religions. So we get into it, but kind of what Ethan said, like you can't really track this back to one thing necessarily. You can you can kind of track like some of the leaders, some of the pioneers in the movements, mm-hmm. but they really come from very ancient religions and stuff like that. Yeah, essentially, how the best way I heard it explained was in my research. I said like. It's like Eastern mysticism practices yeah. and religion combined with Western logic and reasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when it's like, okay, it's well, so what, is, logic. what does that mean? It's like, and I guess like how the original people in the 70s who really wanted it to take off, apparently they believed, I forget, who, I didn't get the names because I just didn't think that was important, probably should have, mm-hmm. but they believed that the, the next step of human evolution was spiritual. So that's kind of where the roots really started. This person had this idea like, yeah. okay, so we believe in evolution. That's where like the Western reasoning that they call it comes in. And they're like, right. we believe in evolution and science. And so if humans are going to evolve, what's the next step for humanity? They didn't see it as a physical thing. They felt it as a spiritual thing where you would spiritually become enlightened from the belief that every human is innately divine and good. Mm-hmm. So they think everyone's good and everyone's divine. And because you're good and divine, mm-hmm. you can become like God and you can become God. Yeah, because you're a part of God. That's where the Hinduism comes. Is you're a part of God. Yeah. So their whole thing is like to try to practice spirituality and different aspects of that enough where you can become enlightened to the point where you become God and you are like an ascended master. Like they look at Jesus as an ascended master, mm. the Dalai Lama as an ascended master. Yeah. Maybe sometimes Gandhi and all that stuff. Yeah. To explain for everybody um, what the difference between sort of the Western culture is and Eastern culture, if you go to the East, you'll be very surprised from the West. If you're used to being able to explain something to someone logically and them getting it, that's not how it works in the East, right? Right. In the East, you could tell someone about Jesus, logically explain it, show them all the history, all the scientific evidence, right? Show them everything like you could, and they would say, I don't care at all. Like, it doesn't make... It doesn't make any sense to me, but from their culture, a lot of the Eastern cultures, they would just say, I respect much more fear um, and power is what they're going to respect a lot more. So we were in Thailand, and we had this exact same experience. We had come from our SOME, um, our School of Missions and Evangelism, and in that school, we did a, a tons of street evangelism, and we saw like 40 people get saved, and our main method of evangelism is mostly going around and convincing someone that like they should follow God, telling them the gospel, um, using apologetics, using theology, using philosophy, stuff like that, and um, convincing someone that Jesus Christ is the one um, and true God, right? And so that's how we were used to doing evangelism. And we went to Thailand, and we realized that didn't work at all because they came from a very power and fear-based culture, right? And so in Thailand, they're mostly animistic and Buddhist, and Buddhists, right? A little yeah, bit of like yeah. a mix of both of those things. And so we tried to doing that. We tried just like explaining the gospel to people and, and telling them all the things like we knew what to say and we felt like the Lord was trying to tell us to say and, and more like logically explain it to them. And they're like, I don't care. Right, like we would talk to the Buddhists and they're like, okay. And then we ran into like Belgian like travelers who were just on vacation. Yeah. And we told them the gospel and like, didn't they get saved? Yeah, that both of them got saved. Like they're like, yeah, we want this. And we're like, oh my yeah. gosh. And so we're like, wow, people from the East, they don't value that as much as we do. I'm not saying that they don't still think logically and some of the things they do, but it's more in like the large decisions and the overarching of the culture. They come from a much more, we respect like fear and power a lot more. So they, oh, they have thousands of gods for the most part when they're animistic, yeah. like many gods, and they fear most of them. And what 
um, what they respect is moves of power. Yeah. Right? And so when it's fear, it's not like a godly fear, like, oh, the fear of the Lord where it's reverent. It's like, right. I'm scared this demon's going to, or the spirit's going to hurt me if yeah. I don't worship it. Yeah. So they're very aware of the spiritual realm, of like all of that kind of stuff. They worship all the spirits. They have thousands of gods, lots of idols. Um, and they want to see power from their gods and from your god if they're going to switch over right. religions, right? And usually even when they see power from like the Holy Spirit, they're still just going to add him as one of their gods and not get rid of all the other ones of their gods because they want to appease all of them. So it's very hard to convince someone of an Eastern religion that they should follow Christianity. Not at all impossible. We've seen it a lot. Oh, yeah. It just takes a little bit more work because we're used to um, – tailoring our evangelism to people from the West because that's where we live. That's where we do most of our evangelism. Yeah, you have to rewire your whole thing. Yeah, you have to figure out how to do it. You have to become friends with them and then gain their respect through a friendship and then show them some sort of power. You can definitely still use logic. You can put it in there, but it's a lot of like using power, using authority through your friendship with them to being able to get them to, yeah, to see that Jesus Christ. They might understand the logic, but if they're not going to see your God do anything, they're like, okay, well, my God moves chairs and levitates people. Like, right. what does your God do? Is it your God doesn't do it. And so that's why you have to be like, okay, look, like logic plus the spirit. Like, and God does move in that way. It's like, yeah, we were talking to a witch doctor and someone on our team was explaining the gospel. Yep. And it was like triple translated. It was really funny. It was like English to Thai, tied to their dialect. So I yeah. guess double translated. It's so funny. But anyways, the person on our team was like explaining the gospel but from more of a Western concept. And the witch doctor who he wanted healing for his back because he was in pain he was about to go back to Myanmar for a bit and see everyone but he's like the witch doctor that's like the governmental head figure of the village right. that's the religious leader of the village and it was crazy because he said he wanted prayer from us like we didn't go to him like he asked for us to be there so we explained the gospel to him in a western mindset and he's like okay I kind of get it but he's like I don't that doesn't really mean anything yeah. and we prayed and nothing nothing happened right Yeah. and then we were like, we were like okay we gotta rethink how we're doing this so then we explained the gospel again but instead of saying hey, you have violated God's law and there is a punishment that you need to make like, to amends for mm-hmm. and the only way is Jesus Christ. Like That's a very Western construct of doing it. Mm-hmm. We said, okay, our God created everything and your God has to obey our God. Yeah. So if we pray to our God, he will heal you, but you have to know that he's stronger than your God. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. And he listened Power. to us. Yeah. And then we prayed and his back got healed. Yeah. Now he wasn't willing to become a Christian just at that, that point because probably fear of all the other spirits. Right. But he like encountered the God of the universe in a way that he understood. Yeah. You know, so that's like the differences between our cultures. Yeah. So that's when we say, like in a long explanation, when we say like Eastern religions and practices, that's the background they come from. And so New Age is the mixing of both of those things. It's the Western, like people who do yoga and all those things, taking from Eastern religions, pulling from them with their logical background they come from, the logical culture they live in, even if they're not very logical, and like um, applying it, sort of fusing and mixing both of those things into a new thing called the New Age. And it's not one specific religion. It's It can be anything. It's so yeah. many different things. So we're going to try to dive in to, to this bit. giant ocean of, it's of like, what it is. Yeah, it's what we're basically doing is trying to explain the entirety of the ocean to you by exploring one reef. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, we're yeah. not going to be able to explain everything. We're not going to hit all the points, but we're going to do our best to give you an understanding and what to look out for. Yeah. I mean, like, if you see the ocean, you know what it looks like. So we can try to give you some markers of what it looks like so you can see it when, yeah. you, when you do or notice it when you see it. Definitely. So um, it, I'm looking up the one thing. Really? Okay. Um, I just had to see something. Yeah, so it started in the 70s, took off in the 80s, died down in the 90s, and now we have like our modern new age movement is what it's called. And it's the idea that 
you can become God, like we said earlier. But yeah, also through so they believe their belief is in an impersonal consciousness. So it's like we believe in God as a personal, close, conscious being. Yeah, who is real? He Great. cares about you. He wants to know about your life. Mm-hmm. He has personality. He, you can defend him. You can please him. He loves you. Yeah, you can receive that love. That's what Christianity believes. The New Age believes in an impersonal consciousness. Yeah, and if the fact that it's impersonal, one means morals are subjective. Yeah, because it doesn't care. It doesn't have a personality. It doesn't. And if it's the consciousness that created everything, but it's impersonal, it can't. It doesn't have a right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's the where that's where you get a lot of your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. Yeah, don't offend people. Like do whatever you want as long as you're not like stepping on anyone's toes yeah and in an in, in impersonal view of god that is making you god is the foundation of most eastern religions yeah and so what i was gonna yeah moving on from there looking at my notes it's like with that impersonal god or impersonal consciousness your journey as a human they believe so the new age when it first started in the 70s it was like okay we're going to evolve as humans to this consciousness, this impersonal consciousness. Yeah. And we want to be enlightened to it. And the the reason they wanted that, like every religion has their reason, like Christians are Christians because Mm -hmm. we believe God really wants to reconcile humanity back to himself and we're going to achieve peace by only finding it in Christ. Yeah. Right? And Buddhists believe they achieve peace by reincarnation until they enter nirvana. And Hindus believe they achieve peace by doing good things until they reincarnate into Brahman. right? Right. And so what they believe is that, okay, spiritual enlightenment is the next level of humanity, and we're going to see political peace, like social peace, economic peace, all peace in every aspect of humanity, if we all ascend to this consciousness and, and enlightenment, because then we're all going to know better than the primal like things we have now. Right. The only problem is that they have no, they can't even talk about peace, because peace implies it follows a set of morals, which they don't have. Yeah. So their peace is basically just everyone be happy and don't offend anyone and that's kind of why you you'll find new age groups are a lot of are pretty aggressive towards christianity specifically yeah because christianity says no jesus is the only way the truth and the life there's no other way to him yeah but through jesus and they're like how dare you offend me like you keep that to yourself you close-minded cisgender bigot yeah i don't know if they call it cisgender but yeah it's going off and so they believe that peace can be achieved if everyone does these spiritual practices and and it becomes enlightened. And a, a lot of the modern stuff, which is not found in the early New Age, but the mm-hmm. modern New Age is a lot of psychedelics and they, they're proponents of drug use to achieve that and whatnot. Yeah, like, tend to the spirit realm. Yeah, DMT, yeah. ecstasy, acid, shrooms. Yeah. Which I believe fully works. Yeah, you can easily enter the spirit realm, realm through psychedelic drugs. It's just the only problem is God has limited us to this domain for his sovereign purpose mm-hmm. and he will take us and give us those encounters when he wants if he wants like there's people who like like paul talks about how he went to the third heaven and he was like there and he saw a man and he didn't know if he was sleeping or dreaming but he knew he was in the third heaven yeah and like there's spiritual encounters all throughout the bible but it's in god's timing when god wants it right and that's what we have to recognize right about. it's on god's terms not ours yeah the reason i think that it is such a gateway to the spiritual realm is that you're literally bringing yourself to some like other plane and you're opening yourself up to anything yeah. you're altering your like level of consciousness and you're saying anything like by going against the bible you're saying anything that wants to encounter me right now can encounter me so even if it's not like necessarily a gateway straight to like a spiritual realm you're opening yourself up to 
all kinds of different spiritual things that can come and you can encounter there. Yeah, which so, is crazy. Like in biblical Super terms, dangerous. like in the Bible talks about like there's three heavens, and in the natural that means like just where we live on Earth, the atmosphere and space. But the right. spiritual that means and in between. Yeah, and so we're human, and then this that's a physical aspect. But there's also like the spiritual side where it's like where humans exist. They talk about God being in the third heaven, and yeah. then they talk about angels being in the second heaven. Yeah. So basically, when you do drugs, you're only going to the second heaven, mm-hmm. and there's fallen angels that exist too. So yeah, that's why yeah. like. Like you're, you're kind of like trying to force your way into something that you were not created to do. Yeah. And it's like, God to put these safeguards in around us to protect us. Like humanity, guys, like as the Bible says, humanity is like under, like right under God. Like we have authority over angels mm-hmm. when we're in our glorified bodies and like angels are the ministering spirits for the saints. Like we have incredible honor as being humans in the spiritual. Yeah. But God says it's not yet. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. Like you will get this. You just have to wait till you're in heaven and you're not sinful, you know. And so what it is is kind of basically like humanity saying, "Well, I want what I want now," and it's like, "No, yeah. you can't, can't have that." Like when the uh, prodigal son went and asked for his father's inheritance and then squandered it. You know, he got it too early and he wasn't able to. He didn't use it the way it was supposed to be intended to use. Yeah, I want to go back to something you said earlier, and I think this is the foundation of. The New Age movement, and I, I want to combine this and something else. Um, I want to combine both like moral relativism, so that meaning that morality is just subjective, not objective. So it's whatever it is to you. That's what relativism, right, is. Yeah. So it's relative. It can be anything that you want it to be, right? It's just depending on the person. I want to combine that, combine that, and sort of the hatred for like the Christian beliefs that you were sort of talking about. Yeah. Um, because they're complete opposites of each other. Just like you said, one says this is the only way, and the other one says any way is the right way, right? Right. And so I think that's the very foundation of New Age beliefs. It's like as long as you believe that morality is subjective and that like every way leads to the same place and we're all one, then you can believe whatever you want. Yeah, that's, and that's pretty much what it is. basically what the New Age movement mm-hmm. is. It can have so many different facets, so many different practices, um, they can ascribe to so many different old Eastern religions, even Western religions. Um, like there's lots of New Age stuff in Christianity. They can pull from all these other places, all these other places. But the main thing, in my opinion, is that they have moral moral relativism, and they subscribe to my way doesn't have to be your way. We're both going to get to the same place because we're all one in the end. Yeah, and that's the thing. They believe we are one. Yeah. So it's like, and that that moral truth is like. That's so easy. I just think it's so easy. So easy to, easy to disprove. Like, you're like, okay, if your morals, like, if my truth doesn't affect your truth, then I can live by my truth freely, and you can live by your truth freely, then my truth says I'm allowed to kill you yeah. and, and steal your wife, and your truth says that's wrong, but you can't tell me that because it's my truth. Yeah. I always take people straight to Hitler, and they yeah. always get very That's like one guy I talked about a couple weeks ago. He's like, yeah. he actually, like, followed through his, his uh, and tell, like, what do you call it? His integrity, he's like, yeah, like, that was more. That was his purpose. He did good. Yep. And I was like, wow, I'm kind of actually impressed right now. Yeah. Great like, job <laughs> holding fast to your belief, bro. Well, you are like in sinking sand, and you don't want help, but whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's so interesting when people say that because I think it's just a cop out. Like they, I mm-hmm. think they're, they're like their spirit has to bear witness that they're wrong. Yeah. So they're trying to justify it by saying, well, it's okay to feel this way because it's not applicable to everyone. Right. Like I might think cheating's wrong, but. I can like steal this and it's okay because right. it's whatever. It's a lot of like feel good isms. And I would th- I would say that's where it came from mm-hmm. and where Christianity is a very like solid line. This is God. This is truth. 
we can know what these things are. We can know truth because God is truth, right? And knowing all these solid things, it puts a lot of lines and boundaries. It actually brings freedom. Yeah. Really, in reality, it does. But people who didn't like that, they wanted to do their own thing, which is absolutely biblical. We see it over and over again. Oh, they yeah. wanted to do their own thing in the Bible, right? Israel did it over and over and over. It's the story of redemption. That's why Jesus came. And so people want to do their own thing and have their own rules, play by their own rules, and be their own gods, right? And so that's exactly what the New Age movement is. It's people doing what makes them feel good, and then their excuse excuse for it is that I can do whatever I want because we're all one, and everything's relative. So what's good for me is good for me, what's good for you is good for you. So you can't say what I'm doing is wrong. I can't say what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Right? And it's interesting, though, because they say that, and it's like, well, you can do what you want, and I can do what I want, until you say, oh, I believe Jesus is the only way, and they're like, no, you can't do that. It's like, you just told me I can do what I want. Yep. What I want is to serve Jesus. I know. Don't do that. I think it's so funny that... The caveat that they give is is this is the exact caveat they give. They say you can do whatever you want, and I'll do whatever as I whatever I want, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And I always ask the question like, where do you get that? As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Or how do you define that? what hurts someone? Yeah. If like all truth is relative. Yeah. Like in in philosophy, like that's not part of it. Like, like you can't, like, where do you ascribe the, the, where do you give value to the not hurting someone part of it, right? If we have moral relativism, in philosophy, that's, like, not hurting someone is so subjective that you can't put boundaries on that. That doesn't get to be a rule as part of your religion. If we have moral relativism, I can hurt whoever I want. Yeah. And you can't say I'm wrong. Or I could, like, instantly kill you and that you probably wouldn't feel that, so I wouldn't hurt you, right? So, yeah. So there we go. Like, it's like, no, you can't do that. How do you know it's hurting? Like, you... Don't have you have no ground to stand on. Yeah, it's so funny. So I just I laugh every time when people say you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. You don't force what you believe on me. I don't force what I believe on you. I'll keep it to myself, and then also don't hurt anybody with what you believe. Right. And it's just it's laughable every time. You don't have any truth to stand on, and it's absolutely illogical. Yeah, and there's and that goes into like some of the beliefs of them. Like that's the second one of my notes is they don't believe in absolute truth. But the thing is, that's what we talked about the first um, episode. I think was excuse me if they say oh there's no absolute truth you say well are you absolutely sure and then they they fall flat on their face but everyone believes in absolute truth they just don't like to apply to to the spiritual because then they're accountable to something yep right so it's like you absolutely believe two plus two is always four it will never not be four yep right you absolutely believe that the the sky is blue, right? Yeah. You you absolutely believe that if I punch you in the face, you're gonna feel pain. Yeah. Maybe unless you're a really tough dude, but like you just absolutely like there's absolute truth all around us, yeah. and no one challenges it. And then we go to the spiritual, and that's when they don't like it. Yeah. So to give a couple more things that you could, I guess, starting on a path of telling you some more things you could use to um, know what the new age is or know like when someone is practicing it besides like more relativism and all that kind of stuff we want to give you like some some pointers some things you hear some some key phrases come out of people's mouths and they um, they you can it can cue you to say oh, oh. this isn't scriptural this is New exactly, age, yeah. right? Oh, and I'm so, talking to uh, someone who doesn't really know a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I would say the first one is that, oh, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Absolutely. Right? That's like one of the main things you're going to hear. Like, I don't like religion, I don't like anything, but that I'm spiritual. All the time. Yeah. I'm spiritual, but not religious. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. All spirit, all spirituality hangs on religions from the dawn of creation yeah every it's become a very popular thing in christianity too to say oh i don't believe in religion i just have a relationship with jesus 
Yeah. James Literally, says, Jesus reaffirms religion <laughs> over and over. And if you disagree with that, you should probably read the Bible a little bit yeah. more. Just go to, I'll direct you right now. It's so easy. It's in either James 1 or 2, first two chapters, very short. Read and, the whole thing. Yeah, read the, all of James. It's a freaking heavy hitter. Yeah. But he says, he says, pure religion in the sight of God is caring for the widows and the, and the, and the orphans. Yep. And it's pure religion. Like, religion can be tainted. Yes, we say that all the time. But there's a good sense of religion that we need to not ignore. Like, we need to stop saying Christian. Like, when you're talking to people, like, well, I believe in relationship, not religion. I'm like, bro, you believe oh, in my things. gosh. You do, you do have religion. You might not like it because you have a bad taste of religion in your mouth. Yes, that's what it is. And that's okay. That's valid. Like, a lot of people do. Yeah. But just reconcile and forgive and move on. Yeah. Let the Lord show you what, like, true religion is. Yeah. And maybe it's semantics. Maybe it's not something to, like, make a mountain out of a molehill. But it's like... Yeah. If they do say, like, oh, I'm spiritual, not religious, you're like, oh, okay. That's your first warning. Yep. Yep. That's and then if they know. say, do you want to do a seance with tarot cards, you definitely know. <laughs> you definitely know they're Christians. <laughs> they're just from Bethlehem. You should go to the- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's so funny. You're just kidding. Bethel doesn't use tarot cards. <laughs> uh, ministry they're affiliated in Australia does. Okay, whatever. Anyways. Um... So they have different names for God, and I've yeah. experienced this with um, friends that I have been in youth group with, and then they became uh, new age, stopped being Christian, came out on Facebook like I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't. Yeah. And then like, I would ask them like, "Hey, but like, what do you think?" And they're like, "Well, I just think it's like, I don't know what you called it, but it was, so, it was so many years ago." But he's like, "Oh, I don't call it God. I I call it like the eternal or yeah. the before or yep. like." Like one, I have like higher, like I believe in a higher power, which is more agnostic. You find a lot of agnostic people. Yeah. That, which is, I love talking to agnostics because so fun. they're open. You know, yeah. an atheist is like, no, 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 They just want to argue for the most part. But when you talk to an agnostic, they're like, oh, I believe in a higher power. I just don't know what it is. And then yeah. they're like, oh, awesome. Can I just give you an option to consider? Yeah. And then they're like, sure. And then you just tell them the gospel. Yeah. It's really easy. And most people are agnostics. Yeah. Yeah. I think more often than not, you'd find agnostic because I think people are like, appreciate the idea of God but they just don't want to put the energy into it at least yeah. at the time of their life they're in yeah they and they party. just yeah they just think oh, I'll just that when I'm older yep and it's like bro you could die tonight. I've had people literally tell me that I, I was in this conversation with this dude one time he was agnostic but we sat down with him he was probably 17 years old maybe 18 still in college in his senior year in Fresno and me and Maddie Mudd sat down with him shout out Maddie Mudd What's up, what's up? Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, and so we sat down with this guy, and the first thing out of his mouth is, you guys can talk to me about Jesus and about God and stuff, but you can't change my mind. Like, right now, I won't let you change my mind. Like, I'm not, I'm an atheist, and I'm not changing. And I'm not kidding you, within 10 minutes, we completely changed his mind. It was pretty great. Come on. So, in 10 minutes, we just shared the simple gospel with him, why Jesus existed, we gave some evidence for it, um, and all this stuff. Gave him some uh, physical evidence, some uh, just evidence that we thought would apply to him. Logical right? evidence. Yeah, we just explained it to him, and he completely changed his mind. He's like, "Oh, I, I do think God exists." Actually, now, like, you convinced me, and it's so funny. I've never seen someone like switch gears that fast. Yeah. And so he's like, "Oh yeah, God does exist." I think, and we were like, "Do you think like it's Jesus and like that He loves you and that stuff?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I think I do actually believe that now." Whoa. And they're like, "Whoa, this is so like this is so easy. Like ten minutes that didn't take that long yeah. at all." Did and he become so, a Christian? Go on. And so we were like, yeah, like, so do you want to give your life to Jesus and start following? He's like, no. 
And I'm like, no way. wait, what? Why? He's like, a second ago, you were like an atheist, and now you say you believe in Jesus and all these things. Like, after we explain it to you, why do you want to become a Christian? He's like, I'll do it later, like after I'm done partying and stuff like that. Like, oh. I'm just, I want to like party and have fun right now, and like maybe in 20 years, I'll give my life to the Lord. I was like, bro. And we explained to him like the gravity of the situation. Yeah. He just didn't want to hear You could, I could kill you right now. Yeah. You go to hell forever. Yeah. He's like, I'm yeah, not I'm going to kill you, but you could die. Yeah. This is an important decision. And it's like, not, you never want to go to that, like hit that too hard. Yeah. Maybe you do some, in some cases, but you don't want to scare people into becoming Christian because then it's a genuine. Yeah. You know, but it's like definitely something to throw out there to consider. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so another, another thing, so they have different names for God, like higher power, I don't know, consciousness. Yeah. Whatever. They, if they don't say Jesus, the uniting God, consciousness. Yeah, it's like, okay, dude. Or they actually have something called the Christ consciousness. So part oh. of the New Age belief is that they believe Jesus Christ came to show us how to become enlightened and be God because they believe, like, because we believe Jesus is God and man. Yeah. So they're like, oh, Jesus is God and man. He was a man and he enlightened and he became God divine. Like, we right. all need to. Heard that. So they think that he set the example, which is weird because it's like, well, if you, like, I talked to someone one time, I was like, he's like, I'm trying to find my path to become enlightened. I think Jesus did it too. I was like, wait, you think Jesus knew the way to become enlightened and what you're looking for? He's like, yeah. I was like, and you think he's a teacher? He's like, yeah. I was like, so shouldn't you follow his instructions and listen to what he says? He's like, no, I got to do it myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going to do it yourself. I was like, my dude, you, do you believe Jesus is like oh, an ascended, like, do you believe Jesus ascended to enlightenment? Like, I'm using his terminology. He's yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, and you believe he left instructions? He's like, yeah, it's, it's in the Bible. I'm like, why, don't, why don't you follow, follow them? them? He's like, I just can't. I got to do it my own way. And I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. I almost was like wanting to yell. I was like, my dude, you're so close. Like, I was like, like my heart's like so for him. Like, we're so funny. I'm like, bro, like, you're that. You're right there. You're like, yeah. You're like, you just need to like, just read his, his teachings. Yep. Because I was like, what do you think about him saying, about Jesus saying, if you think Jesus was right and did it and achieved the goal you're looking to achieve, and Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. None come to the Father, and that's what you talk. That's what how you like what you would believe enlightenment is. That's just a Christian terminology for it. Yeah. Except through Him, why are you not doing that?" And he's like, yeah. "I just got to figure it out myself." I'm like, oh, "I really hope you do, bro. I yeah. really hope you do." He's a good guy. Like I went back to Waikiki a week later, and he was chilling there again. I got to hang out with him, and like, mm-hmm. super cool guy, but very new agey. And I was just like, "Yeah, oh, he's right there." I have such like I'm still friends with him on Facebook. I see his posts every now and then. I'm like. Just really hoping for him. Yeah. But, so that's another thing. Like, they don't... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they believe in energies and yep. vibes. That's a huge thing. Yeah, so like... Chakras. Sending good vibes. Like, good vibes is more like... Bro, sending good vibes your Right. Way. So that's like more of a cultural thing we say now. It's like kind of wishing you the best of luck. Yeah. But it's like the new... It started with the new age. And like, sending yeah. good vibes your way. It's like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. You'll see people on Facebook, instead of saying, oh, praying for you, they'll be saying, oh, sending good vibes your way. Send like, positive vibes your way. Or you just think happy thoughts, thoughts and then wiggle your fingers. And like send what them is, to you. Yeah. Email. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't even know. But energy. So they believe like everyone emits energies and like oh I just need like that's why I have crystals. They believe crystals affect your energies. Yeah, I gotta admit I didn't believe in any of the like crystal stuff or anything like that. But coming out of college, I did believe like humans gave off like some kind of energy. I like, think we have people. some energy. Like you, when someone. Well, upset, we obviously different people release a certain amount of heat and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I think if like someone's energy. mad and they walk into a room, everyone recognizes, oh, that person's mad. Absolutely. I wouldn't say that's like an, an energy necessarily. I would say that's like a social science kind of thing. Sure, I mean, you yeah. can tell based off of what they're doing and the cues yeah. and stuff like that. Definitely people give off energy as in they give off heat, 
right? And yeah. Converts it. You know what? I think. But not everybody has like this crazy like aura from their chakras that are giving off energy. So yeah. I used to. I didn't used to believe that. I just thought there was something more to like the energy that people gave off of. But I don't believe that. Anymore. <laughs> Clarification. I, I very quickly <laughs> got rid of that. Belief. Yeah. So now it's like I just had a thought. Like if they really believe that, if there's a good portion, I truly believe that we go off energy. We should totally, or they should totally try to figure out how to channel this energy for clean energy. Yep. If we, if they believe we're actually, they we should have into a machine. They shouldn't care about anything about recycling. They should be like, in like, kind of like in Buddhist and Hindu cultures, you get like they're burning plastic on the side of the street, or they're like not picking up. If they believe everything's God, why do they care about recycling? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. So they so, believe like good vibes, like energies. Like giving off all those kind of things, just being a positive person. The point of like the point of this is that, or the point of New Age is that you can do whatever you want. You want to be a positive person, so you can impact people positively, so everything can be positive. So for the furtherance of like humanity and what you want to do, the point is that we all feel good and we're all positive together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we're we're wrapping up. We got ten minutes left, so we just want to go through these pretty quickly. Um, we're hoping to get to yoga. Maybe we'll do that next episode yeah. or whatnot, and maybe some other practices we can go into. So another one is this is and this is one of the big beliefs you'll get in mm-hmm. the Christian Church of Prosperity Gospel that we talked about last week, which they won't say it, but this is what it is. It's the law of attraction. Okay. Right. So they believe that like they can manifest things themselves, and like like if yeah. I just send good vibes out, I'll get good vibes back. Or yep. I'm like I'm just like like uh, we had one YWAM speaker who did the hearing the voice of God in my school. Yep. And she said, that, well, she had a new age friend that she'd been minister. This new age girl she knew for a long time she was ministering to, mm. and she was in need of she's a single mother in need of a car. And God told the YWAM girl to like give buy this woman a car. She said, yeah. like, I don't want to buy this woman a car. Like she's just gonna say she manifested. It's not gonna be for the glory of God. But God's like, no. Like seriously, buy her this car. So she's mm-hmm. like, all right. So she bought the woman the car, and then this woman's like, oh yeah, I've been like manifesting to myself a new car and like trying to like use the law of attraction to get a new car. And I finally got it. And this girl's like, no, it's Jesus Christ. Like yeah. he told me to. Like, and she just kind of like was talking about that. But it's the idea that if you want something bad enough and talk about it enough and just focus your energies, I guess you could say in their terminology, on getting things, you'll get them. Yeah. So no new ager should be broke. Yep. They should all be very rich. Yeah. As long as they're doing it right. Yeah. Yep. So that's it gets in the Christian world because then it's like, oh, God wants me. That's what we talked about last week. Like, God wants me to have things. If I don't have it, it's my faith. So I have to have better faith Mm -hmm. on the track. Anyways, we talked about that. And they believe in mysticism. And that's just a bunch of different occult practices that we can go through really quick because I want to get to the Bible verses that talk about these things and it's yeah. a good portion there. Yeah, we also want to talk about how it invaded the Christian church a little bit. Yeah. So this might be a little bit longer than an hour and a half. That's all right. So mysticism is basically there's a few, I think like I have six or seven points right here. So the one is chan- that the practices are like channeling spirits, tarot card reading that also goes with palm reading. Yeah. Astrology, which is like looking for the stars for signs of like your like horoscopes kind of like yep. oh the star readings were this so this means I'm gonna have this type of year right yep. um, psychics so like talking to mediums or people who like try to try to talk to ghosts if you think your house is, house is haunted you have to come with someone to talk to the ghost um, out of body experiences whether that's through drugs or meditation or like like as just um, like you can do psychedelics to get it like DMT people have a lot of yeah. those and yeah. then horoscopes like I mentioned. And just those are those are cult practices that were the, some of the foundational practices of the new age. Yep. And so, stay away from those. And the the whole idea, like what like a thought just to note down is like they kind of want the spiritual experiences that are available 
and but without the moral accountability. Yep. So they, they think like all, but they know like there's a, there's people in New Age who know that there's demons. They know there's evil spirits and good spirits. Yeah. And so you gotta watch out and be careful. And it's just like, oh man, like they're so deceived. I I love personally talking to New Age people. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of fun. I think they're like some of the most fun people to minister to. Yeah. But it's just like really sad that they really they like they admit there's good and evil. But they believe humans are divine and good, so we can become enlightened. It's it's a lot of weirdness, but I just want to go to the scriptures real quick. Okay, um, I'm gonna first one. We can start in the first book that I have. Uh, we'll go in chronological or like order of the Bible. So Deuteronomy, the first first. Uh, I have four references, four Bible verses that I just quickly found that are pretty straightforward. Old two in the Old Testament, two in the New Testament. So we have biblical backing. It's Deuteronomy 18:10 through 12 reading from the NASB, New American Standard Bible, it says, and this is God talking, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell or a medium or a spiritist, or one who calls upon the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. So he's about to bring his people into the promised land. And he said, hey, these are what the nations are doing. Don't do it because I'm driving the nations out mm-hmm. from where you're going because they've done these things. So that's the first scripture that God's like, hey, don't do that. Um, should I just keep going? Do you want to say anything about that? Uh, no. I okay, sense. I'll go. Uh, second in the also second one in the Old Testament is 2 Kings 21.6. And it says... So this is talking about a king who's evil and did evil in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. And I forget his name, but it says, He made his sons pass through the fire, practiced witchcraft, and used divination, and dealt with mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. Yep. So look, Deuteronomy, we get exactly that. God said, don't do this. In 2 Kings, he did it. Like yep. exactly, almost word for word. And, like, and, and what happened was the punishment for Israel, that was God's people, was that they were exiled into Babylon because of these things. Yep. And so then moving on to Acts in the New Testament, this is after Jesus has ascended up into heaven and they are now like starting a church. And this is Acts 17 or Acts 19, a little bit after Paul was in Athens. And the, I think Peter was preaching to some people and Paul was there. Some apostles were preaching to a group of, um, of like people who practice what we would call new age and they practice magic. And the starting it's Acts 19, 17 through 19. It says, this became known to all both Jews and Greeks who lived in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. Many also of those who had believed kept coming, confessing and disclosing their practices. And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone, and they counted up the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So a group of people who were practicing what we would call New Age or magic, they, they got saved, and they're like, oh my gosh, everything we've been doing is evil, and they came and burned. They got rid of everything that yep. was, was what they were doing before. To the point where it's like a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. And then the final verse I have is in one of the letters to Galatians. Paul wrote it, and he's just talking about the deeds of the flesh. <clears throat> he said, this is Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm. And so it's like those who practice, and that means like make a daily lifestyle, indulge and enjoy. It doesn't mean struggle with, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're struggling with idolatry or strife or jealousy, all these, if you're struggling with any of these things, 
and your but your heart is like I want to be free, but you're fighting for that freedom. I want to comfort you. You're still probably in good good hopes of the kingdom of God. Yeah, I would say. But it's those who practice, those who have heard the gospel and still indulge and approve of these things. Like yeah. Christians who say, I know I'm not supposed to get drunk, but I'm going to do it anyways because God forgives me. Yeah. That is like, okay, you don't have a repentant heart. You're not rejuvenated. You're not yeah. You're not like reborn, probably. You know the mind of Christ. Yeah, it says those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yep. And the, wor- the, the part that we talk about is like the sorcery part. And that sorcery is also linked to drug use. So yep. Christians probably can't smoke weed. Yep. Anyways, those are the four Bible verses that I have. I want to give those to you guys. It's pretty clear in the Bible. Just those four. There's a lot more that deal with it, but it's very direct. God does not want us dealing with any of these things that the New Age says is good for spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about how it got into the church or how ways it does affect yeah, the church. A lot of the ways we've seen it invade the church, invade different practices in the church, um, a lot of stuff like that. Um, there's a verse, I maybe I missed it if you read it, about don't worship um, me like you worship them like other gods you read it um i have it but i know i took a note of that recently i can find it in my um old testament yeah i have it in my notes i'm looking right now i have this bible app where i like my notes are all like i can I, as i'm reading i take a note on the verse and it puts it into a folder and it has like everything in cool. chronological or i look by yeah anyways it's i'm just a geek it's fine yeah so basically this verse says don't worship me like you worship other gods, right? The pagans worship in this way. I don't want you to look like them when you're worshiping me, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've, or not we've, but a lot of people have brought a lot of these new age ideas and practices into the Christian church. And I would say the number one that I see in most of Christianity, it's been a thing for a long time, is keeping your religion to yourself, right? It's keeping your relationship with Jesus to yourself. And the mm-hmm. devil has shut down um, Christians from being evangelicals or doing evangelism and sharing their faith, right? They have, a lot of Christianity has subscribed to the, this is my faith and I keep it in my home. I don't bring it to work. I don't bring it to government. I don't bring it to school. I keep it to myself. I don't share with anybody because I don't want to offend them, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to force my religion on anybody or do anything like that. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Yeah. And so the Bible verse that you're talking about um, where Christians are not allowed to worship God in the way Mm -hmm. that pagans or any other religion worship their God it says, it's Exodus 23, uh, 24. You shall not worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their deeds, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their sacred pillars in pieces. Yep. Like, God's so not about us worshiping yep. him the way other people He's or other He's a jealous God. He doesn't like idolatry. Yeah. Like, the Buddhists make a little statue for their gods and pray to it. We're not allowed to make a small little, like, tabletop church and put a cross on it and worship it. Like, that's, right. that's idolatry. Right. You know? Right. And so that's a huge way we've seen the church um, fall into these um, more Eastern or New Age practices is by just thinking this is just for me. This isn't for everybody else. I'm going to keep my faith to myself. I'm not going to share with everybody. It's a direct command from God to share your faith. Right. All right. You want to move on to the next point of ways like you've seen or like I guess I'd ask you how have you seen the New Age invade Christianity? Oh, man. Um, I've seen... Well, I think one, yoga. <laughs> I know you and I don't. See, we can talk about You want to talk about yoga real quick? Let's talk about yoga later. Yeah, a little bit later. We can go to a new, Yeah. New so I think from on my part, spoiler, I'm, I don't, I'm not about Christians doing yoga. I know a lot of people don't think it's a big deal. That's fine. But I just see that as very closely related to the new age and among other reasons why we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's like, eh, probably shouldn't do that. But I know Christians who, I've talked to Christians that are like, 
oh yeah, like I just need to align my energies. And I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah. I'm like, if God wanted us to align our energies, he would have told us that. He told mm-hmm. us to align our hearts with his, you know? Yeah. And like, I think everything we need for life and godliness is found in the word of God. Yeah. Like the Bible says, the Bible says God has given us everything for life and godliness. Yeah. And it's found in his word, right? And so if there's anything that like, that's why you need to know the Bible. We talked about that earlier. Like, you have to have a love for the Word of God and read the Word of God and study the Word of God and make it a daily thing so you know and it can see when these things influence the church. Like, the law of attraction is probably the biggest one to spot out. Yeah. And say, oh, look at that. But, like, we've seen, like, there's people we know who I've met before that they take their ministry and they go to New Age conferences and set up a booth and they say, we're going to give people prophetic readings. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, we're just telling them the destiny of their, like, their child of God and their destiny. I'm like, their, te- their destiny's hell. What do yeah. you mean? Like, you should be begging them to be reconciled back to Christ. Like, yep. Paul says in Second Corinthians, I think it is, maybe, chat, not chapter 5, but Second Corinthians, he's like, we have a ministry of reconciliation, therefore we beg you be reconciled to God. Yep. And it's like a very strong, urgent, like, verse where he's like, man, like, God desires you to love him and know him and find fulfillment in him. Yeah. And so stop, and like, when they say like, we're doing prophetic readings, it's like, they say nice things like, oh, I, I just see, uh, as I pray for you, I get this picture of like, you're like this like dove and like you have purpose and you can, God wants you to soar high above this. And like, it's all this like mushy, gushy stuff when like, at the end of the day, that person might get that prayer and it might be true. Maybe God does see them like that for their, what they could be. Yeah, for sure. And maybe it's all good, but they walk out of that no less a sinner than they were before and not yeah. coming to know Jesus and going to hell if they die that night. Yeah. And the point is, it sounds way too much like like an Eastern practice. Yeah, and it's like, bro, like the Bible calls us to be separate from the world, not like in the world, but not of the world. And be so, holy. it's okay for Christians to be in stark contrast to the world sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't mean we have to be mean or judgmental or like um, ostracize ourselves from the world. We can still hang out with sinners, like Christ was a friend of sinners. Mm-hmm. Still, like be in that world, but you don't validate them and let them know, like. Hey, I'm not going to do the practices you do. Yeah. And they're probably respect that. They're like, okay, but you're hanging out. Thanks. Yeah. Another big way I've seen in vain Christianity is I, I am forgetting the exact term for this right now. Um, it'll probably come to me in a second, but it's where basically all paths lead to God, right? So you can oh, believe universalism. Christ, yeah, universalism. I kept thinking globalism for some reason, but yeah, universalism. That's a, that's, <coughs> that's a political thing, I think, globalism. Yeah. So. It's where you believe in Christ, like different things about Christ, different things about God. You believe in all these different religions, but like they're Christian. They ascribe to being a Christian, believing in Christ, stuff like that. But they just say, oh, this is just like my path to God. And like someone else maybe who's Buddhist is in, is in Thailand or something like that is still going to go to heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would say if – so if you're listening to this, please take this with grace. I, I love you. I want you to go to heaven. But if you believe that all paths lead to heaven, you might not – be a Christian. Yeah. Because you don't believe completely in the divinity of Christ and that that's the only way. Because if you don't say Jesus is the only way, then you're calling Jesus a liar and yeah. you don't believe his testimony. It's complete idolatry. Yeah. You're making an idol of everything. Yeah. And it's like, you need to figure out what you believe. And if you're not a Christian... You don't you believe like, Jesus is God if that's what you believe. Yeah. 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 So you're not a Christian. Yeah. That's pretty bold, but... Yeah. But I mean, don't feel bad right now. Right. Like, just... Stop believing that. Like, realize what the <laughs> just, Bible says. Just and, stop. <laughs> and ask God. Like, God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever comes to the Father, or no one comes to the Father except through me. Right? Yeah. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so it's okay. Like, if you're like, oh, man, I've been believing this. It's like, it's okay. Do what everyone needs to do when they come to Christ and repent and follow him. Yeah. Like, we're not any better. Like, we had weird beliefs, wacky beliefs, too. And we, 
recognize we were wrong. We're like, all right, God, I repent. I need you to. I need to follow you. I need you to teach me. Yep. The Bible says that God's mercies are new every day, and like He loves us and cares for us, and it says all all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, and God's not going to reject you at all. Yeah, yeah. Another giant way I've seen um, New Age to make Christianity is through astrology and people being super mm. into that. Like, like it's almost as popular as like. Um, like all these personality tests and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to cover this later at a later date, and I still am working on my heart and how I understand and how I feel about it, but apparently the Enneagram, which we have talked about before and mm-hmm. we both know about, and I personally have found a lot of understanding in, apparently it's rooted in astrology. Oh, really? And I don't... How? I'm not sure, but someone sent me a really long article about it. Someone else sent me a YouTube video about it. But apparently the nine types align with the different nine, like like Cancer and Aries and, oh, and, uh, and Gemini. And, like, all the descriptions are the same. And, like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I will, If we do an episode about it, I'll actually look into it. Yeah. But God already convicted me last quarter. Like, yeah. Like, in the spring, he's like, Ethan, you've been committing idolatry with this. And you don't look at yourself as my child. You look at yourself as a type one Enneagram. And I was like, oh, shoot, God, you're right. I'm sorry. So I was, like, cut to the core, like, almost, like, crying, like, repenting, like, I am sorry for doing this. So I stopped really paying attention to it. Cool. And apparently, Serena thinks I'm an eight, so I don't even know what I am anymore. <laughs> and so you'll see on so many people's, like, Facebook and Instagram bios, like, oh, I'm an Aries, and, like, yin-yang symbol, and putting out good vibes, and, like, <laughs> back in the universe. And I'm like, are, wait, I thought you were a Christian. Like, literally all of those things aren't in the Bible. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about right now? You're just... You know what I mean? They're just saying things like, that you think... yin-yang is very dangerous and not good look at all. We can oh, talk yeah. about it a lot later. Um, but it's completely unbiblical. Right. So, yes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about, like, the ways you've seen it invade Christianity or you want to... Um, there's not any that come right off the bat right now. Mm-hmm. I would just say with everything that we talked about... Worship is going very much in that direction. Oh, say. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, worship... Well, the thing about... We should have a whole show about worship. Like, in the last, like, probably 10 years or, like, our, our upbringing... Even I've noticed it. I'm pr- we're pretty young still. It's, like, it's gone from more God-focused to human-focused. Yep. A lot more. And it's, like... Oh my gosh, like you talk, like I love, and there's times for worship songs that are about us. Yeah. Like there, there's psalms that talk about God's goodness towards like, like him, like who the author's like the author, right? Mm-hmm. And there's times where like worship can be like reminding us like God loves me. He did this for me. But it's like, it's not every song. Like it's to glorify yeah. God, not yeah. to, to make you feel emotionally good, which it does. It makes you feel emotionally good when you're glorifying God. Yeah. But it's like, bro. You need to work like it's glorifying God and saying, "Wow, God, you're holy, you're holy, you're holy." Like the angels don't look at in heaven and say, "God, you created me and I'm so good because you created me. I'm so when good." When I'm in fear, you always comfort me. And yeah, and they say, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." Right, and they just repeat that. Like you were saying when your prayers, like they're just blown away by the majesty of God, and they're like, "It doesn't even matter." Like about like, of course you're good. You you're God, and like yeah. you're not good because you comfort me. You're good because you're God, and it's who you say you are. We're gonna honor you because you of who yep. you say you are. Like it all looks back awesome. to Jesus. Yep. There's one song I really like out right now that says, "Um, I think it's I surrender." Um, it's a song. Oh, I forget. I was singing it earlier, but it's like it's from Bethel, but it's actually super doctrinal. I was like, cool. That's pretty impressive. They have a lot of good stuff. Wow. All right, you guys are getting back on it. Good job. <laughs> but all right, yeah. is it jokes time? It's jokes time. All right, thank you guys so much for getting through that like very heavy topic. If you have practiced any of these things, like I know I've found myself slipping into some of these things before, just when I wasn't very knowledgeable about it. Don't feel bad. Um, if the Lord's convicting you. Just repent and like get out, get out of it. Get rid of your shirt with the yin yang on it, or like. <laughs> 
take that Aries like symbol out of your yeah. like, Instagram account. You know, it's not a big deal. Just get rid of it. Yeah, real quick. I, even before we like completely taper off now, you saying that like reminded me like I want to talk about that verse in Acts when they realized the gospel of Jesus Christ and in, in light of the practices they were doing, they didn't say, "Oh, good, thank you, God. Now I'm going to redeem these." these witchcraft books or these yes. magic things for the person of God. They said, no, I don't want it. And they yeah. got rid of it. And yes, it cost them something. Like, I was watching a testimony of a guy who was like, he had he had a New Age website and he was teaching people how to do New Age practices. And he said he was making forty to $50,000 a week Whoa. from his website. And like, dude was like making money and he had this encounter with God. And after he became like a real Christian and repented, he sold his house, he sold his car and he had like a sports car, like a 400 or like 4,000 square foot house, like huge. And he's just like, and he like put a video out there like saying, I'm sorry, I've led you guys astray. This is not what I thought it was. This is not right. And he just like totally changed his life. And God used him to like expose a lot of the new age stuff. Cool. Um, But yeah. And that's like, if you have been dabbling in stuff, you need to get rid of it. Yeah. You, you just throw it out. You know, yep. if, if you're not willing to throw it out, it's probably an idol. So then you should throw it out even more. Yep. And so there, there's your answer right there. Yep. And if you want to know anything more, you disagree with us, please message us, Instagram, Facebook, email us, whatever you want. Direct message us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, maybe you disagree with us on all of these things. Maybe you think astrology is fine. Maybe you think like yin yang is fine. Maybe you think like they're all paths do lead to God. Like let us know what you believe and what you think. We'd love to have a civil conversation with you about it. Yeah. And I'd love to have a new ager on the podcast. Oh, sometime. that'd be so good. We should do that. Yeah. Um, and then one more thing. I know I keep saying one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, but I have this just popped in my mind and I want to say before we go, um, spirit animals. I think spirit animals could be probably new agey. <laughs> they're more like jokey. Yeah. I like I legit used to do spirit animal stuff. Like one time, like someone's like, "Oh, I saw this." Like I was just a kid, and they're like, "I was watching Rob Deerdeck Fantasy Factory, and they brought in this Native American guy and walked through this practice to get like find a spirit animal." And you guys want to do it? And we're like, "Yeah, let's do it." So like, our friend like had us close our eyes, walked us through something. He's like, what do you see? And I was like, "I see a hippo." And then like I read the description of the hippo, and I was like, "Oh, that's totally me," because it's always just this abstract vague yeah. thing that you can yeah. apply. But I thought about that for like up until like my DT or my SOME. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm a hippo." Like I just always joked about like I'm a hippo. Yeah. And then my SOME, God's like, that has nothing to do with me, and yeah. like that is not a godly practice. That's wow. not leading Christ. And I was like. Oh shoot! So like in my own time, I'm like, I'm, God, I repent of this, and ever since then, I ask for forgiveness and freedom. I have hardly ever thought about it, and I have found I've and the thing is like, I've found such better fulfillment in Christ than I ever did in any like Enneagram or Myers Briggs or yeah. spirit like spirit animal test I've ever done. It's like when Christ who created you tells you who you are. It's yeah. There it is. It's, it's better than what Facebook says. Any Facebook quiz you've ever taken. <laughs> Which elf are from Lord of the Rings are you? Exactly. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and like Jesus God Christ is more fulfilling. God is so much better. Yep. You know. All right, it's jokey joke time. It's joke time. I definitely did not. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely did. Just look one up. Yeah. Maybe I definitely did too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm really excited about mine. Okay. I'm not super excited about mine. So. Okay. Should. I go last then? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for listening, and here is my joke. All right. How did we know communism was doomed from the beginning? How? All the red flags. I really like that. If you don't get it, you should I would do some history. I really, really like that. <laughs> I think you're not giving yourself enough credit there. Thanks. All right. So why did the picture go to jail? Why? Because it was framed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. <laughs>
right. Thank y'all for listening. We love you so much. We really do value your listenership and this family that we've created on here. I think we only have like two or three episodes left, and so we really want to value you guys. For this season. Yeah, for the season. We're trying to figure out how we're going to move it yeah. when we go to Asia. but Yeah, when we go to Asia, the format might look a little different. It might be a little shorter or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, we, we threw around the idea of having like five-minute videos we throw out or like like yeah. like Derry would make a video and post it and I would make a video and post it or maybe we'd live stream for a bit and like still continue to create content for you guys but like it won't be like hour-long, hour 45-minute hour yeah. shows because it just won't be possible for a few months as we're both leading outreach teams. Yeah. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and for all your support. Um, we've made probably like $8 by now Woo! on the ads that we've been running. And so, yeah, it's been great. As soon as we get to like maybe $20 or something, we're going to buy some stickers and send them out or sell them. Yeah, or like oh, that. we should send them all to everyone who's listened. Yeah, so it'll be really cool. We're excited for the future and for what God does and how he uses it. And we hope we've encouraged you and blessed you and hopefully brought some um, enlightenment, non, non-punny. Yes, to your life yeah we love you guys have a great week have a great sabbath saturday if that's when you take it have a good time at church tomorrow if you go and if you don't know christ just know that he loves you he cares for you and he's always available for you to receive yep. and he loves you he's not gonna reject you yep. so be blessed guys take care see you later